the moaning ferret probably docks a couple of points off of this movie for me just because I hate so it bad. so much. That has no place in a Barbie movie. Hello, and welcome to Bibble Babes, your podcast for analyzing the Barbie cinematic universe. I'm Gabby. And I'm Catherine. And, and we're, we're your, your Bibble, Bibble Babes. Babes. On today's episode, we're moving on to the second movie in the Barbie film series, Barbie as Rapunzel. The 2002 film, Barbie as Rapunzel, is loosely based on the Brothers Grimm's fairy tale, Rapunzel. It once again features the voice talents of Carrie Sheridan as Barbie and Rapunzel. It also features Angelica Houston as Goffle, who you might recognize as Morticia from the 90s Adams Family movies, and Cree Summers as Penelope, who has voiced a bunch of cartoon characters over her career, and you're likely to recognize her. It was directed by Owen Hurley and was written by Alana Lesser and Cliff Ruby. The film was released direct to VHS and DVD. So we start once again with a frame story. This time, Barbie is helping Kelly with some painting, but Kelly can't come up with any ideas of what to paint. Barbie actually says something very profound in this opening segment. You have great ideas. Your ideas. That really caught me off guard. Yeah, it's such great advice, you know? The frame stories have really been killing it so far with advice. Like, are they related to the actual story? If you listen to our last podcast, you know how we felt about that in our... First Barbie analysis movie. Um, but this one, I think, actually did a pretty good job at sticking yeah, with that. I think it did. And I really like that message. You have great ideas, your ideas. Yes. And we'll see later on how Rapunzel's ideas really do help her kingdom. Yes. <laughs> to inspire Kelly, Barbie begins to tell the story of Rapunzel. Rapunzel lives in a manor as the servant for her abusive adoptive mother, Gothel. She loves painting and is best friends with a talking rabbit named Hobie, and a literal dragon named Penelope. The manor is within a magical force field, and she has never been allowed to leave. But one day, Rapunzel finds a trap door and leaves the manor. Yeah. So, should we talk about Goffle a little bit, and the sort of sketch relationship that she has with Rapunzel? Absolutely. It's a little abusive. Like, a little, like, emotionally manipulative. Oh, it's full, I would, yeah. I would it's say like full-on, full on, like, emotional, and, like, yeah. It's... She, like, I guess has painted herself as her mother and or stepmother. Like, uh, more of someone who took her in because nobody else wanted her. Yes. So that's uh, it's basically almost I exactly think... what she says to Rapunzel. Yeah. But she, um, she tr- basically just, like, makes her her own personal servant. The moment, you know, that kind of opens up with, like, Barbie doing, Barbie as Rapunzel doing stuff around the manor and it's, all for this Mother Gothel figure, you know, and Mother Gothel checks over everything. Is my laundry done? Is, like, this food been cooked? Is my tea ready? Is it exactly this temperature? And then she, like, walks up the steps, and when one of them creaks, she, like, goes off on Rapunzel. Yeah. Like, you should have fixed this. And Barbie, like, was like, wow, how was I supposed to know the stairs creak? Like, yeah. And, like, later on in the film, you almost get this vibe that it's possible that she's also physically abusive. Yeah. Because she she has two, two other servants, I guess, both of which are dragons. Not sure how that works. Um, but it is, like, she does abuse physically the faller dragon, who's the faller to Penelope. Like, that is in the script. She whips him. Um... And we'll get to the other aspects of that later, but it's very sketchy. Yes. Yeah. But 
going off on a different tangent, um, how cool would it be to have a pet dragon? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it would be very, very cool. Um, it's like the one up of being Rapunzel in this scenario. Yeah. I, I, it's not so much a pet Where as a bestie. Where did get the dragon storyline from? No idea. I think they just pulled that out of a hat. And why is there a talking bunny? Who's to say? I do, like, they're meant to be, I think, comedic relief. But I will say, Hobie and Penelope got on my nerves while watching the Mainly movie. Hobie. I Ma- don't Hobie like is Hobie. literally useless. Like, he should not be there. Hobie is it's obnoxious. Penelope and Rapunzel. And he's got these weird eyes that make him look like he's he's had a little something. He's something. animated uncom- uncomfortably. Yeah. Like, and... I, I really think the only reason Hobie is there is to have, like, this really weird dynamic between Hobie and the, like, weasel that Mother Gothel has. And we'll get back to the weasel because there were some choices made in terms of weasel direction. Choices were made. And I think he's technically a ferret. Oh, he's a ferret? Yeah. He gives off more weasel, though, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. So Rapunzel sneaks out of the manor, and she visits the nearest village, which is conveniently right over the hill. And then she saves a little girl from falling into a giant pit that is just there for some reason. No explanation as to why. We're I, not quite sure. I thought it was like a trap set by the other kingdom, because they're I... like, oh, we're warring with this other kingdom, and so they're like... I think so. Fast one on us. Yeah, but it's, it's like right it's next so to the castle. Random, which is like, you know? how did they put that there? It's literally <laughs> like if it's literally like thirty yards from the castle yeah. wall, you got bigger problems. To oh worry yeah. About. So Rapunzel almost falls in herself, but thankfully the older brother of the girl saves her and helps them both to stable ground. Her. And Prince Stefan, as we'll come to find out, hit it off. But before they can exchange names, Rapunzel must return to the manor. But unbeknownst to Rapunzel, Mother Gothel's pet ferret, Otto, has been spying on her and tells Mother Gothel that Rapunzel has been seen with a boy. I... Is this the time to unpack... Should we? The, the How Prince Stefan looks. Oh, I think we have to address it, yeah. He is not the cutest of the Barbie princes. No, like I don't. I in don't the know how. In the beginning of the Barbie movies, question like you can tell. That, I mean, obviously they will spend the most time animating Barbie, but like in these beginning couple of movies, you can just tell that they didn't put too much effort into the prince. And I'm sorry, it shows. Like he is, he ain't it. He ain't it. They did not care what Prince Stefan looked like. You would think they would have just used the Prince Eric model they already had from Nutcracker, but apparently not because it's like slightly off and it's so much worse. It wasn't giving what it needed it to be giving. It is not giving cute. A little, li- a little bit further into the Barbie cinematic universe, Gabby and I will give you our uh, definitive romantic interest ranking. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but so yes, um... Mother Gothel is obsedio spaghettio about um, Rapunzel hanging around a man. Which is, like, also something that is a trademark of abusive relationships. Not yes. wanting your person to find someone, your victim so, to find someone else. Yeah. Um, and so she doesn't want Rapunzel to ever talk to anyone outside the manor because she is secluding her um for her abusive reasons um anyway 
Mother Gothel berates Rapunzel and demands to know the name of the boy she met. And it's important to note here, Rapunzel tells the truth that she does not know his name because she, like, he just never told her yeah. after the rescue. I don't know if he was like, I don't want her to just treat me because I'm a prince no, or whatever. he had to take his little sister back to the castle. Ah, okay, yeah. And she had to go before he returned. Yes, so she, like, leaves without catching his name. And I don't think he catches her name at that point either. No. So... Um, but Mother Gothel refuses to believe that. Like, Rapunzel's full-on out here telling the truth, but Gothel, in her little abusive way, does not believe her. She destroys all of Rapunzel's painting supplies and magically turns her room into a tower and locks her up there. Like, going after someone's, like, dearly beloved items, like, that is some abusive, toxic, toxic stuff there. Like, that is... It's physical for one, mm-hmm. and I mean, th- I mean, someone takes it out on your stuff. What's next? You, yes, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Please be careful. That is that. I'm just taking a little moment to segue in the podcast here. Do not accept physical violence, be it against yourself or your things, in any relationship that you are in. That is our little message from this podcast as we go over Barbie as Rapunzel. If there's someone in your life who is like Mother Gothel, please get out of that relationship. Find help, because that is not a good person. Find help and stay safe, y'all. Yes. All right, so, um, unlike in other Rapunzel retellings, uh, Gothel doesn't get in and out of the castle via Rapunzel's hair, um, but rather by riding her dragon servant, because in terms of her just using and abusing people, I guess, furthermore. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, Rapunzel has long hair, but it's not, it's not tangled Rapunzel long hair. It's, like, not relevant to the plot, it's, really. Yeah, it's not it's really just there. It, it, it kind of shows up a little bit towards the end with I some guess. identity hijinks and stuff like that. But, um... It's not magical hair. It's just it, hair. It's not magical hair. It's really hair. long. It's just hair that's long, which is, I guess, important to note because I do believe um, in other Rapunzel retellings, the long hair is how... Rapunzel usually gets herself out of the tower or like the hair is like the method of leaving the tower so this Barbie Rapunzel cannot do that because her hair is not long enough for that so there's a subplot here also that Muller Gothel has the dragon servant who is Penelope's father and she constantly abuses him like literally whips him and threatens him yeah so Penelope is his daughter and Rapunzel's bestie, her friend, her pal, and he is constantly pressuring her to be what he considers to be a proper dragon, to be meaner, scarier, and more of how he thinks a dragon should be, which Penelope is very much not because she's sweet and clumsy and afraid of heights. She's a soft little girly. She is. She's like literally a baby dragon. And it, it sounds bad that her dad is so on this, but like I feel... Like, as the movie goes on, as, like, you get to the climax of the film, I was kind of not anticipating, like, how they just, like, added that little subplot in yeah. and, like, rounded it out. But um, I- I'm not I'm not necessarily mad. Like, his parenting isn't good, but I'm not going to hold it against him too much because... It'll be revealed later on why he does what he does. Yes. But in the beginning of the film, Penelope's just very stressed about living up to this legacy of being a powerful dragon. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, in the secret chamber where Rapunzel has found the manor exit, she also found a hairbrush from her parents engraved with 
constant as the stars above, always know that you are loved. Also, I know it's a cheesy line, but I just think that little couplet there is so adorable. It's it's really cute. It's a very cute. I do think it came a little bit out of nowhere when she just like dreams this song. It's like an early two thousands pop song. Um, yeah, it's it, kind of hilarious to be honest. It, yes, it was. I love the little rhyme they've got there, but the the non diegetic pop song out of nowhere was a little bit of a oh okay we're doing this. Yes. It also says that it was a gift to her on her first birthday, which confuses Rapunzel because Gothel said that she was rescued as a newborn and that nobody wanted her. So, you know, if nobody had wanted her, why had they given her this birthday present? And I mean, it's like a silver hairbrush. Like, it's yes. a nice hairbrush. Mm-hmm. So Rapunzel dreams at night that the prince who she doesn't know is a prince yet, but, you know, comes to the tower and climbs up her hair into the tower to rescue her. The dream is then interrupted by a giant demonic version of Mother Gothel tearing them apart. And then the next day, Penelope... Okay, so Penelope's afraid of heights, so I don't know how she gets up to the super tall tower, but she does. I guess, like, it's not too tall. Yeah, I think it's it's not as tall as, like, the thing that she is continually not getting over. Which is the magical force which field. Which is the magical force which field. Which is, like, two to three times taller than the tower. So but maybe, also at the same time... I'm like, that's, that, that's, that's a little tall. bit of a That's, that's a little, little bit of a hole. Anyway, Penelope flies up with Hobie to give her some paint that they have made to cheer up Rapunzel. Rapunzel wants to paint, but she doesn't have a brush. But then Hobie finds a paintbrush that used to be the hairbrush. Uh, it magically transformed overnight to better suit her needs. Because of course it did. I'm kind of curious about what a magical hairbrush would have done, you know? Maybe her hair just wasn't long enough. Like you know, <laughs> oh. she's a fake Rapunzel. Her hair's not long enough, and so the hairbrush took one look at her and was like, "Yeah, no, you don't need me. You need something else. You need a paintbrush." Yeah, I I love how they're just like, "Yeah, it's magic. And it's then, magic." Okay, the magic is very unexplained in this movie. Like there are no boundaries set for how magic works. They just they were just like, "We don't need that kind of world building here." Like Muller Goffel's powers are all over the place. It's kind of hilarious. But I digress. It turns out that it's a magical paintbrush that can paint portals. Which is so cool. I want one. Um, So, yeah, she basically just imagines a place or something that she would, like, want to paint. And it just shows up, which I kind of was like, wow, she gets to put no effort into painting. I wonder if she'll still love her hobby. Anyway, um, but, yeah, she imagines what she wants to paint and it just becomes real or becomes a portal to that specific place. Um, so she paints a portal to where, like, the kingdom was and escapes once more into the garden where she met the prince. He tries to tell her his name while they spend the day together, but she refuses, telling that him it's not safe for her to know. Basically because, you know, Mother Gothel was already peeping around when he was like, I want to tell you my name. She was like, nah, because if I know, Mother Gothel will know, and then that's going to be very dangerous for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that to happen. So she's like... Ignorance is literally bliss here. She's like, yeah. if I literally don't know, what can happen? Yeah. We'll yeah. find out. <laughs> yeah. So Rapunzel has brought her paintbrush with her and shown it to the prince. So together they set out to try and find out more about the magical paintbrush and go to a silversmith. The silversmith says that his brother made the brush, but that his brother lives in the neighboring kingdom and has not been able to cross the border in many years. Which 
there's like a whole international relations thing here. This kingdom has been at war for many years with the like its bordering and neighboring kingdom, um, and the like borders have been closed off to civilians. Um, many families have been separated because of this. The prince's father is encouraging him to prepare for when he will join like service in the war against King Wilhelm and his country. It's unclear at first why the war is taking place, only that there has been a brutal battle going on for nearly two decades. And Rapunzel asked the prince why his father and King Wilhelm simply like don't get together and reach a compromise so that peace can return. And Prince Stefan doesn't have a good answer as to why they haven't done this and just keep fighting. So they're just fighting, and I think literally only the kings know why they're fighting. Yeah, the entire kingdom has no idea. And so... Massive war. Can't even cross the border. It's wild. Also, shout out to Rapunzel for being like, why don't you guys just talk? She's like, let's do some peace work. Let's Let's, go. Let's make some peace, guys. Absolutely. Pen is mightier than the sword here. Our paintbrush, if you're Rapunzel. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So, while she is gone, Penelope realizes that if Rapunzel doesn't return, then her father will be killed by Gothel crazy that is just an insane thing that they would fully believe that Gothel was ready to kill if she didn't get her way it, it definitely That's illuminates like terrifying to think about your off screen yeah the way that they're just like no immediately like immediately no she will kill penelope's father if rapunzel isn't there also they don't say the word kill or death at all in this movie they just use creative wording to sort of dance around that, probably to keep its PG rating, which is kind of entertaining. The reason why Gothel would kill Penelope's father is because she believes the only way to get out of the tower would be if he helped her get down. Except I'm not sure why she wouldn't think maybe Penelope did it, if Penelope can, like, fly up to the tower and the secret passage still exists. It's a little bit of a plot hole. Anyway, Penelope goes through the portal and begs Rapunzel to return to save her father's life. Before Rapunzel leaves, the prince invites her to a ball that night. But, unfortunately, Otto has once again spotted Rapunzel and the prince and overheard that he invited her to the ball. Is this the time to address Otto's (laughs) personality? I think it needs to be addressed. I think we have to talk about this. So Otto is a ferret weasel thing, and he's terrifying to look at. Really sleazy. Poorly animated. Sleazy. Um, and in terms of... He looks greasy. Barbie movie villain creature familiar pet things. He... I didn't remember how gross he was. Like, because there are other... so gross. There are other Barbie villain pets that, you know, actively try to go against what, you know, Barbie's little familiar pet thing is doing and what Barbie is doing. Mm-hmm. But this one... It, He's gross. He's gross. We and the, the, hate Otto. <laughs> and what makes him so gross is the directorial, I guess, decision and, making? or voice acting so decision bad. making that went in to making Otto's character. Because not only is he doing bad things with Gothel to Barbie, he sounds so gross. So sexualized it is very sexual and i don't know why like this is they were trying so hard to skirt around why is the word kill 
because it's a PG movie, but they have a moaning ferret. I have the clip up. Do we want them to hear the moaning ferret? I think we do. I mean, it's in the PG film, so we can keep our podcast PG-13 because by playing this excerpt from a PG a film. PG but film. if you guys don't want to hear it, uh, skip a couple seconds ahead because we're going to show you the moaning ferret. Give him to me. Allow me, mistress. What, what is that? that? That's literally criminal. It's... I'm sorry. That's criminal. Not even the fact that he calls, like, Mother Gothel mistress. If he had been regularly, like, voiced, it would have been, okay, sure, whatever. But the fact that he's, like, moans and then says mistress disgusting literally why? disgusting i don't it is understand so bad why this choice was made <laughs> I don't know. it's so uncomfortable um the way we cringed full body cringe when it came on absolutely could not have possibly anticipated that i question it in fact that in it of itself the moaning ferret probably docks a couple of points off of this movie for me just because I hate so it bad. so much. That has no place in a Barbie movie. Okay. It, it had to be said. I'm sorry, guys. It had to be we said. We needed to talk about it. Okay, continue. All right. So, outraged by this information that Otto the Moaning Ferret <laughs> has told him up like Gothel, um, she once more demands that Rapunzel tell her the name of the prince. But Rapunzel honestly can't because she still doesn't know. Um, but Gothel, not buying that. She Gothel makes up her mind to uh, impersonate Rapunzel. And this is kind of where her hair comes a little bit into the plot. Gothel cuts off her hair to use as a wig to go to the ball as her. Because apparently, while she can make giant force fields and, like, turn a manor house into a tower she can't make shape herself shift. blonde she can't make she can't make herself blonde. blonde girl it's called bleach go to the doll like go to this yeah store, go pick up some yeah so she cuts off rapunzel's hair to use as the ball to impersonate her uh she then imprisons rapunzel further in the tower with a spell that makes it so that liars are unable to get through the barrier Gothel also locks up penelope's father in chains outside the manor because she sucks she's the worst she's awful so, Penelope and her father have a heart-to-heart outside of the castle, where her father tells her that he's so hard on her because he's trying to protect her from Gothel. And I think this is where we really find out why he's being so hard on her, because at first he doesn't look like a good parent, but he's being abused, and he doesn't want that for, for his daughter. So he's doing everything he can to protect her. And he's upset at Rapunzel because she's the reason he's imprisoned, but once Penelope explains that Rapunzel saved his life... His tune changes, and he encourages Penelope to conquer her fear of heights and fly Rapunzel to the castle to save the prince from Gothel. Um, she, Penelope basically has this whole moment where she's like, I'll never be good enough. I'll be, never be a real powerful dragon. And her dad reassures her that she's powerful just the way she is. And the Great underlying subplot message. It's really Caught good. Caught me off guard, but I actually really did enjoy it. Because he actually loves his daughter and cares about her, and if the world were different and Gothel wasn't there, he would encourage her more to be herself. But he was really just trying to get her to be the perfect dragon so that Gothel doesn't hurt her. Yes. So some really deep yeah. stuff happening. That's some deep stuff for this movie in the subplot. It was, I was surprised to see it, but I'm glad they included it. Yeah. So Penelope does this. She conquers her fear um, and flies Rapunzel um, to the castle to save the prince from Gothel. 
Uh, Rapunzel's able to leave the castle because she never lied. So Gothel's spell about liars not being able to leave doesn't apply to her. Uh, so they fly to the prince's castle and interrupt they, to interrupt the ball where Gothel is there literally wrecking havoc. It's weird. She, like, leads the prince through a maze, and then she's like, Wahaha, I'm not Rapunzel, I'm Gothel. Which you somehow didn't guess because we're not the same height and also don't have the same face, but I don't know. Maybe he 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 needs to go to the eye doctor. I don't know. Clearly. Clearly he does. Anyway, so, Gothel has tricked the prince and attacked him, though he's able to get away. Earlier, taking Rapunzel's advice, he extended an olive branch of peace and invited King Wilhelm to the ball. But now that havoc is taking place, Wilhelm tries to attack the prince's father. It turns out that the feud has been about King Wilhelm's daughter getting kidnapped, and he suspects that Stefan's father was the one to do it. But Prince Stefan's father knows nothing about the girl. Like, no idea. So he thinks he's crazy. But they've just been fighting about this for, like, almost 20 years at this point. It's not clear how old Rapunzel is, but, you know. Um, Criminal. It's, yeah, like, guys, just talk it out. Um, That's a really... Like, yeah, make your people fight each other in an actual war... Because the two of you are just like, I mean, like, I, like kidnapping the daughter is bad. But he was just like, no, it's this guy. Like he yeah. did it. Like, mm-hmm. No really, proof. No, no proof. Like no, no proof was done to that. He, it's no innocent until proven guilty. Just full on war. I think it's you. So war. Yeah. Um. So Goffel then reveals that it was she who kidnapped his daughter because Wilhelm had scorned her. By marrying another, because apparently they had a fling back in the day until he realized that she's crazy and horrible and dumped her for another woman. And it turns out that Rapunzel is King Wilhelm's daughter. Because of course she is. Because of course. Because, yeah. I, I mean, like, the, uh, like it kind of makes sense where you're like, okay, yeah, she was scorned, so she stole their daughter and hid her away. So it makes sense that this hidden away girl is the... Um, other king's daughter. But the fact that, the, like, Stefan and Rapunzel are both royalty from these feuding kingdoms, it's like, all right now. Okay. okay sure. All right. Okay. Um, but Rapunzel rushes in, and Wilhelm recognizes her. But before they can, he recognizes his fully grown daughter. Who he hasn't 20, seen. In, like, who he hasn't seen since she was, like, one. Yeah. Her first birthday. And the war has been going on for almost 20 years. Presumably. We don't know her exact age, but let's just say she's, like, 20. She's probably approaching, like, 19, 20. Yeah. Sure. He recognizes her. Whatever. I have... Sure. 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 We'll just... We'll accept it. Okay. Um, but before they can fully reunite, Gothel threatens Rapunzel. Rapunzel then tricks Gothel into going through a painted portal, which leads to the manor tower, and Gothel is then trapped by her own spell as she has a lying heart. Get wrecked, Gothel. Um, yeah. And then I, I really did like that turn I did. of like your own She's spell trapped by gets her own used spell. against you. Like you thought that you were so sick and clever for this, but no, you're the liar. You're the one who's in the wrong, and you're going to get caught up in your own lies. Like, literally. Yeah, literally. And because of the way she casts the spell, she can't even undo the spell. So she's permanently trapped in that tower room forever. And the only person who's helping her out is the moaning ferret. Uh, uh. Uh. So Rapunzel is then reunited with her family, and she marries Stefan, because, of course, the war ends and the kingdoms are reunited. And for our frame story inspired by Rapunzel's creativity 
Kelly begins to paint using her own imagination. Congrats, Kelly. We're so we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. <laughs> like, okay, I love the message, and it's a bit better than... It's a little bit of a better match than Nutcracker. Than Nutcracker. But at the same time, I'm like, was Peace really that creative? Like, you, she you painted. Would she, she did paint. But, like, it's supposed to be about the overall moral of the story. And I just, I don't think... It was all that creative. Like, I'm sorry, peace should... I don't know if I'm just speaking as, like, you know, a philosopher, my little philosophy major or whatever, but, like, it seems so weird to be, like, yeah, demanding that these kingdoms be at peace. She's so creative for that. Like, what? I think it's more so about valuing your own ideas. Because at the beginning, the quote is, you have great ideas, your ideas. That's fair. That's and like, fair. I could see how the idea of peace and compromise often gets discounted, especially because yeah. like it's seen as more of a feminine trait than violence, which is the masculine see, trait. I would, I do, I do definitely love. So I like the that drive for of... compromise. I think what would have made it better mm-hmm. is if the frame story, instead of being about painting, was like you know Kelly gets into some skirmish at school. Regardless of who it's with or what let's, it was about or whatever. Let's be honest. They, they couldn't animate more uh, Kelly-aged characters. This yet. is true. They all share the same exact faces when they're small. The hair is so bad for Kelly. I'm but, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. like Animation aside, I think that would have been a really good frame story because then Barbie in their little like paint studio together as Barbie's talking with her little sister about what happened at school that day can be like, well, I know a story about this, you know, really powerful, like great princess who's you know her defining thing in the story is like searching for peace and reuniting these two kingdoms and i think that would have maybe been the frame story that makes this also make a little bit more sense that would have made more but sense. i do really love still that message of peace compromise yeah and also the frame story's message which doesn't align but that your ideas are great ideas that's so yes. powerful that's so good i mean especially children like that yeah. age for little girls especially being told that you have good ideas and don't let anyone tell you otherwise yes literally yes i like the way it's executed all right but the two on their own really excellent really like powerful messages yeah 10 out of 10 yeah i would say another moral is uh don't put up with abusive relationships. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And also, sometimes love is hard and complicated, as we yeah. see with Penelope and her father. I yeah, yeah, like absolutely. You don't necessarily know everybody's intentions or why they do the things that they do, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, having those conversations in those relationships where you're like, "Hey, I feel this way about how you've been treating me." Let's address it. Yeah. That was some powerful stuff That really was, yeah. It was good. All right. Deep thoughts? Not so deep thoughts. We're going to talk about the dress. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Her dress? I I love it. The sequence. so pretty. The sequence of her crafting the various different dresses. It's it's so good. It's hilarious. It's really funny. Like, the part where she, like, walks out in this very abstract almost the picasso like dress picasso styled type dress thing is so, so funny. funny and she's like oh you're a little you're a little ahead of your time here that is clever absolutely hilarious shows off the power of the brush 
Um, and because she's magically painting herself into these yeah, dresses. Yeah, she's painting herself into these dresses. Which I think is so cool. Which is so cool. And I love that I part love as a kid. I love how they keep going, like, you know, mm-hmm. May, what about this? What about this? No, no. And then they, like, land on this, like, perfect dress. It's beautiful. And it is beautiful. It's so it sparkly. Is that is one thing I think these movies do actually consistently well is the costuming. <gasps> like, so pretty. It's Are always... they accurate? No. Not, not Do we really. know what time frame this is? No. Are there also dragons and magic paintbrushes so it doesn't matter? Yes. So, <laughs> so like, just pure accuracy, fantasy whatever. and glitter. But, like, fantasy and, and glitter. So good. They just, and the way they're not always, like, copy and paste from yeah. the old Barbie. They really do try to they make mix it up. It fit with what the, yeah. you know, the character in the story, like who mm-hmm. Rapunzel is as a person outside of Barbie and like, you know, who all of these different characters. So the dresses aren't they aren't copied and pasted from movie to movie. They're all very unique and very, very well done and beautiful. Oh, ten yeah. out of ten. That glitter animation. Chef's kiss. Um where would you rank Barbie as Rapunzel? Where would I rank Barbie as Rapunzel? On so a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10. Let's see. I think I gave... You gave the last one a 4.5. A 4.5. I think this one I will give a 5.5. Not very high, but that's because there are other Barbies, that I, like movies that I just love so much more and who do more things better. But this isn't a bad film. It's mm-hmm. not a bad film. The messaging is great. It's really good. But um, the prince is animated to be pretty ugly, and there's a moaning ferret in it. So I it had to, it had for to the lose, moaning ferret. It had to lose some points there. And um, I like with my slight critique with the frame story kind of does you know, like it's not like a bad thing, but like in the perfect movie, I think it would have gone the way I explained. Yeah. And so I just I think it sits a little bit of it's not in the middle at a five, but Five point five. It's you know the movies are improving, but uh, we got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. What about you, Gabby? I'm gonna do a seven. Really? This is quite high, I know. But my parents did you dock for the uh, moaning ferret? One. Okay. I docked a point for the moaning ferret. Um, Yeah, I really like the messages here, and I hadn't seen it in a while, so it quite took me by surprise just how good those messages were. Also, the dress, and it's just so whimsical and nice, and honestly. Well, I'm not the biggest Hobie fan. I do really like Penelope. Um, yeah, I liked that subplot. The romance is weak, but maybe I'll who move cares? mine to a six. Who knows? Yeah, that, that was the, that was another thing that I think keeps mine a little bit on the lower side. Is in further Barbie movies, you really see Barbie interact with the romantic interest more, yeah. and so it makes sense that they're like, you know, yeah, there is something going on here with Prince Stefan and Rapunzel. It's not as bad as uh, it's not Clara as and Eric as in. Barbie and the Nutcracker, but it it's still a little questionable where I'm like, you guys maybe met up two or three times, and now all of this? Okay. I mm. The romance may not be the best, but also, like, I feel like that's less of the focus here, it, you it know? Is, it is a little bit less of the focus here. So, like, I that's why I don't think it's... The romance doesn't really detract from mm-hmm. me, but again, I just... I know we're going to go on to bigger and better things. We, we are so. going to... It's. We've got some good ones coming up and some really bad ones. And some really um, bad ones. When you guys tune in for our next episode, it's a doozy. Yep. You're going to have to buckle your seatbelts. On next week's episode, we're going to open up the bag of worms that is Barbie Swan Lake. And boy, is it something, all right? It's That is absolutely a can of worms there. 
So we post a new episode every other Friday. If you're new here, be sure to like and subscribe. And as always, spread kindness like glitter.